0: Brooke says,
1: hello, hello, welcome to Brooke Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from an unapologetically conservative perspective. No Kennedy Award winning uh, rhinos like Mitt Romney here. I assure you, I'm your host, Brooke says, as always, a conservative patriot here with my co-host, Colonel Jim, also a conservative patriot. Make sure you check out the Facebook, the Twitters. Um, I'm on Gab as well. Go to the website, Brook Talks America. If you'd like to partner with this show and help keep this conservative voice on the air, let me know. And if you'd like to donate, you can do that as well. So from Hot Topics to History, you know the deal. You can be sure if it's happening in America, and there is a lot that is I will be talking about it. You can listen to archived podcasts of this show on my website, brooktalksamerica.com and also I'm on Captain's America Third Watch every first and third Tuesday morning at 5.30 a.m. Colonel Jim is also on every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m. Both on this station, Salem Media Group on AM860 The Answer. And the podcast is available all over on iHeartRadio, Apple, Amazon, Spotify and Podomatic. I also have an app which you can find in the Play Store. That's pretty cool uh my latest article is a begrudging to write article unfortunately it is dangerous times china and putin laugh at biden obviously we joked about the stair fall last week but that's just a culmination of a lot of things that this uh installation president has done that is really scary uh you know to have someone who is so obviously degraded from what appears to be advanced stage dementia in front of the eyes of the entire world is what we have in America and the world, frankly, Joe Biden. He's weak, obviously, and our enemies know it, and they're laughing at him. You know what Putin said about him, right? Here's the thing. That's extremely dangerous and should frighten every American citizen and, frankly, the people of the world, even those who hate President Trump. You have to understand this is your country, too. You live in it, and if our enemies think that they can attack it, that affects you, even if you don't like the orange band. Okay? Make sure you read the article at Brook Talks America or BTA Radio. If you're lazy, just plain, not really. And as always, please share. So let's get to the jelly. We're going to have a different kind of show today. Why? Because tomorrow is the first anniversary of the first show of Brooke Talks America. And I wanted to go back through the year and reflect on all that's happening, obviously, during the planned demic, um, including how the show happened in the first place. You know, as I mentioned, I did the, uh, you know, the tribute to Rush Limbaugh after he passed away. Why do I keep saying Limbaugh, Limbaugh after he passed away? I had been saying that I should have a show because, you know, I wasn't hearing people say things the way that I was thinking them. And some of the subject matter, you know, is kind of a lot of that stuff is corporatized. Not him, you know, not necessarily Beck, but some of the other ones, it's just kind of like talking points and harping. And, you know, I just thought I had something different to, I was thinking in a different way and I thought I had something to say. So, you know, I never had a radio show before and thought, you know, I never really thought it was actually something I could do. I had actually thought I could be a rock or heavy metal DJ because the stuff on the radio is again so corporatized and I love all the obscure tracks of the popular band. So I would listen and say, oh, I could be a guest DJ on this rock show or that rock show or something like that, but not really a talk radio show until recently, my first time on the radio was actually Election Night 2018 with AM860, The Answer, Salem. Uh, it was at Duwamichi in Ibor City. Captain Matt was there also, and um, a couple of the fellows that have radio shows here were there. It was, uh, and by the way, Duwamichi in Ybor the owner, Gio, is an amazing patriot. We have had tons of events there, and he loves Trump. He's a great patriot, so go support his business, Dua Michi. In Ybor, a little plug for him. He deserves it. Um, so on that show, on 2018, the night of the election for the governor in the midterms, I was supposed to do like a five-minute intro, you know, because I talk about culture, and that was the thing, you know. But what happened was that I ended up staying the whole night, and it was like four hours, and we, that was the night we got our awesome— Governor Ron DeSantis, and not the um, the meth head Gillum. Thank God, or we'd be a, we'd be a different state. I can assure you, that's the picture on the Facebook page. See where they're all looking to see what Brooke says. Okay, <laughs> so what happened is before I did the show, uh, I had done some spots on other people's shows. Like I said, Captain Matts, some other shows on other stations. Um, but that's a drop in, right? So it's you go on their show; they've already planned it. They have their time. They ask you a question, you answer it. You know, I'm not live, but he's live. Um, and that's how it goes. Right. But it's not like a plan, your own whole show. So what happened was, is that after the discussions and the plans, you know, um, at the station here, they said, hey, come in for a test. When I came in that day, I can tell you I was strutting. I was confident. I was like, I've got this. OK, 10 minute trial run, piece of cake. Right. Well, guess what happened? Not so much. I froze. <laughs> I completely choked my we- my mind went blank, and as soon as that happened, like everything I said was a fumble i don 't even know what I said, but it was like terrible. I actually almost started crying honestly um, <laughs> while I walked in strutton, I walked out with my tail between my legs and ten pieces held together by duct tape, and I almost quit seriously like if you can 't feel ten minutes, how are you going to do a whole hour and that 's what I was going to be doing. So, you know, after a few days of self-immolation, I decided to stick it out. A lot of comforting from that cake that I uh, talked about earlier. (laughs) I'm just kidding. So I asked Colonel Jim to be my co-host because of his national security experience. Somehow I was able to wrangle him into doing that. Thank you, Jim. Uh, Because that's some experience that I didn't have and I didn't really have all the time to prep. And there we had a show. And then the Wuhan, China, coronavirus, never going to call it the other name hit, and we couldn't do the show at the radio station. So I panicked again. Here's the deal. Not only did I have a brand new show that I was going to be completely responsible for, I had no idea how to produce, but now I would have to do it remotely. So I didn't have the right equipment. And at that time, if you'll recall, if you work from home, you know, you started working from home, everyone was ordering microphones. And headphones. So I couldn't get any of that stuff. I had no headphones and I had no microphone. Uh, so thank God I had a laptop, you know, but so I didn't have the, it was like a nightmare. I can tell you, everything was sold out. Thankfully, I was able to get, you know, micro uh, earphones that I was able to use. You know, we found a place to record, even though Jim and I had to be in separate rooms because of the sound issue. It was still kind of difficult, but we got it together. We soldiered on and then we had a show. So fast forward, I did the first few shows again, not knowing how to format it or anything. I just basically talked about the issues of the day. You know, they were bad, I know. So if you're a listener who is not actually an obligated family member who has to listen to it, who's been listening from the beginning, thank you so much for not bailing out. Um, Then working out, we worked at all the kinks through all of that. And I decided how I was going to do it, having guests, et cetera. And that's where we are now. When I knew I was going to be Doing a show, I, you know, first of all, I wanted to be able to talk about subjects that mattered to me that I thought you would be interested in as well. Things that were not going to, you know, be talked about so much. Um, so I've chosen guests for that reason, always trying to be, you know, timely with current news of the day about that. But there was one guest that I always wanted to have on the show, and that was Jameel Shah uh, Sr. He had been featured by President Trump at his first State of the Union address because his son was murdered by an illegal alien in California. And the reality is that, you know, when it comes to issues like immigration, it's always as it's always presented in the media as white against everybody else, much like other issues are right. Um, But this one in particular, they never talk about how it affects black people or Hispanic people, for that matter. But somehow or another, they just say. They just expect that black people, you know, Americans are just going to be oh so happy with having people just come in their neighborhood and, you know, kill them or hurt them or anything like that. And they just don't care. You know, the Democrats take that vote for granted. And, you know, his story was particularly heartbreaking. So I wanted to feature him on my show. And, you know, uh, President Trump featured other people that, you know, Kayla Cuevas and Nisa Mickens also, you know, that the mainstream media doesn't want to have. So... You know his, like I said, his show was especially heartbreaking. So I had him on the show. We're in a military-heavy county here, and also because of it's in the intensity right now, I wanted to include this for the show today uh, and play this audio of his experience. These are the, some the back-to-back clips from his show, his appearance on my show, May 9th twenty twenty. So when I heard that the Cal- California governor, who I call Ga- Gavin Nuisance, wanted to give illegal aliens money <laughs> from the coronavirus recovery package when we have, you know, how many millions about out of work, I instantly contacted Jamil, uh, who I follow on Twitter, um, to ask him to be on the show. So I want to welcome Jamil for coming on. But I, I want to, uh, if you could, to give a little background from the conversation we had, how your ex-wife came to hear about it, and then what the response was from local officials, many whom I assume are Democrat in that area after they found mm. out that it was by an illegal alien. And so I'll get into some other points in a, in a minute. So I wanna welcome Jamil to the show.
2: For whatever reason, who knows? On a Saturday night on Sunday, he had murdered my son. He was in the neighborhood and he was looking for someone black to kill. And so it happened, he was visiting my neighbor on the way to my neighbor's house. We saw my son uh, walking down the street we walked right over there to him, three doors from my house. I had talked to him on the phone. Hey, man, where are you? Right around the corner, be here in a minute. And then we're getting ready, him and his little brother, because he had a track meet. We were going to get some track spikes. And all of a sudden, I heard the two gunshots. Pay-ow,
3: pay-ow,
2: woo. I remember going, woo! man, that was close. i never heard a gunshot. I thought I'm in a gun range. And I went outside, see what? I couple his phone, didn't answer. I went outside. He was laying in the street dead. Even though I say it right now, it just like it's not real, you know. And bizarre. It's just dead. I couldn't couldn't believe it. Laying in the street with his with his eyes closed, like he was asleep. Cell phone filling his hand. Didn't even let go of the cell phone. Was shot in the stomach. Shot him in the stomach with a, a forty five point blank and then shot him in his in his um in his face. Shot him in the head. And murdered him right there in the street. And while his mother was in Iraq, his mother called me, you know, his mother called me from Iraq, and she was like, she didn't believe it, you know, because usually when you're in the military, you have somebody in the military overseas, the last thing you want is a military knocking on your door. Everybody's like, we don't want to see nobody in uniform coming here until she gets back, right? And so you can you get to imagine on the flip side, she's in Iraq, and they call her into the office. She's telling me later on that she's wondering what's going on. You know, nobody gets called into the commander's office. She sees the chaplain in there, and they took her guns and everything away and everything, and telling her your son is in the United States in the street, murdered. Now nobody knew it was a legal alien. That's when the politicians, every politician in L.A. was at my house. The whole neighborhood was just completely, you know, I mean... It was just the biggest thing around here, you know, because the boy was doing good. She was getting recruited from Stanford, Rutgers. All he had to do was stay alive. He had his ticket back when he was five years old, just being born with stability. I just honed it up. I just knew from the beginning that, uh uh-oh, we got us one here. So we went to work on it and we had it, (laughs) you know. When I found all that out, I went up and done. And everybody who I thought was supposed to be in my corner, Came to my house and bringing food and acting like they're just, you know, they want to get me to go against gun violence and and you talk about guns. I ain't no problem with the gun. This illegal alien carrying a gun. You know what we gonna do about that? I want the gangs deported. I want all this. And then he gets all disturbed. The, the mayor, everybody. And you start labeling me. You're a racist. A racist. Am <laughs> I racist? My son is dead. His mother in Iraq serving the country on the second tour. You know, and it's like nobody cares. They spent real quickly doing their trial, they spent two whole days on a side trial just so they can keep her from wearing her uniform. Two days they went to work to keep her from the uniform but, we, but they lost even the judge was like wait a minute you know we don't want the uniform because that's going to prejudice the jury and made it seem like the uniform was the satan's um satan's uniform or something wait a minute this is the u.s army he's a sergeant right. in the army Retired. She went through the whole process forever. She's like, you know, and then when she gets out of it in her mind, my son lives in the street dead. No black politicians. We had three black politicians we thought for sure they were going to help me. Now I call them the three amigos. They're all gone now. None of them wow. Being used by the white man, one of them being used by the white man, he was the police chief of L.A., city councilman. He, I thought for sure he would help me because his granddaughter was shot to death at a, a drive through restaurant in a car, shot in the face, killed her. I'm like, the police chief's granddaughter? Oh, we're going to clean this city up. He didn't do nothing. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, I went to him, you're being used by the white man. Man, can I just be pissed off that my son is dead? What the white man got to do with it? He was killed by a Mexican.
1: You know, this is just emblematic of how Democrats do, right? They don't care about the illegals that are getting raped and abused on the way over here, and they certainly don't care about American citizens who are getting hurt by the people like the gang members. This, this is an American citizen whose son was murdered while— by Because he was black while his mother was on her second tour of duty in Iraq. OK, Democrats don't care. They don't care about him. As soon as they found that, that he was a problem for them, they dismissed him. You know, so I just wanted to play that because that just makes me you know, it makes me so ill. And with all of the talk about the illegals now, you know, who's very quiet is Sandy Cortez. Yep. Comrade Cortez, that bubblehead from the Bronx awfully quiet about the kids in cages now, isn't she? But that's how Democrats do. Anyways, you're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and we will be right back after the break.
4: Hey, everybody. It's the Captain here. Congratulations to Brooke Says and Colonel Jim on their one-year anniversary of Brooke Talks America. It's a great way to spend Saturday nights listening to something that matters. Keep up the good work, you guys. I'm proud of you.
0: More <laughs> Brooke Talks America, coming up.
4: Climbing a mountain To show how much you mean to
5: me
0: Welcome back to Brook Talks America with Brooke Says. Check out the blog at BrooktalksAmerica.com. Here's Brooke Says.
1: Welcome back to Brook Talks America. If you know that song, if you know that song clear, go to my Facebook and tell me. That's my Miami jams, okay? Gotta have it. This segment is brought to you. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here on Brook Talks America. This segment is brought to you by Barely Pod Furnishings in Crystal River. They're open Saturday, Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 3. 3,000-square-foot 3, store with unique home decor for making your house a home. Large selection of USA-made original art, glassware, and pottery. My friend has some stuff there. Carved wooding items and copper enamelware. Framed Barons prints, Blue Sky Ceramics, and so much more. Take 20% off using the code BTA20. Tell them Brooke sent ya. So one of the first, um, w- an interesting way, I had Kurt Schlichter on the show, and it was interesting because I he was doing a, a show, he was hosting the Hugh Hewitt show. So I just randomly listen. That's how I get so many guests. I just randomly DM them on Twitter, and I'm like, okay, they get back. If they don't, it's free. I don't cost, doesn't cost me anything. So I DMed him about he was he had. Um, he was playing a clip of keith ellison so i dm'd him and asked him if he could he could send me the clip and of you know what he was uh, playing for keith ellison and he te- he dm'd to me back and he said hey yeah you should you know here's the clip and you should have me on your show i'm awesome and i was like okay <laughs> like of course i would have you on the show so he ended up being on the show and we talked about Um, the Republicans and the rules. He had just put an article out and he had a great book out about Trump and how all the pearl clutchers are so upset about Trump's mean tweets and stuff like that. So these are the kind of things we talked about. You know, Kurt, your tweets, we're talking about your article on Trump tweets, but your tweets are great too. I, I follow you and you're, what I love about it is you're super snarky, like me, and irreverent and everything. But you had a tweet out there and you, it was about Sleepy Joe and you said also would, it was, he was in there was doing something with the, with the wife who's actually apparently really the one running. Uh, you said also would be rude, would it be rude of me to point out that he's a creepy weirdo with a track record of gross touching? And on a Hughes show this week, you kept calling him Old Finger and singing the Shirley Bassey song. I was dying. (laughs) I almost spit out my coffee. Isn't it this? Yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> you, you look. You
4: got to get in there and fight, okay? My bumper—look, I like having, uh, you know, the Scorpions crank and rocking yeah. like a hurricane is bumper music. That, you know that I am I, throwing Motorhead up. There you go. Uh, you know, there's got to be a concern. look. I- I don't think there's a rule for diversity. We can have conservatives who can't do a push-up and wear bow ties, but we also need conservatives who know how to throw one. Look, I, I don't believe anybody should be a conservative leader unless he's been in a fight. Fight, two fights, at least. One he's won, one he's lost. I don't want any more, uh, uh, you know, Mitt Romney. Thank you. You know, uh, guys who represent, you know, the the, the Miracle Whip constituency. He has more hair product I, than I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> the guy's a giant hairstyle with a dummy attached.
1: I can't. Now, I just thought it would be fun if we had a little mashup of the old of a few clips of the old Joe. We could do a whole show on this with Joe, but Joe the Sniffmeister. But this is the guy after like 26 candidates. This is the guy they're putting up against Trump and saying he's way ahead. So roll the tape on the Biden mashup. Play
6: the radio. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. Make Sure, the kids hear words. No man has a right to raise a hand to a woman in anger other than in self-defense, and that's rarely ever occurs. And so we have to just change the culture, period, and keep punching at it and punching at it and punching at it. It will be a big—no, per- I really mean it. We choose unity over division. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. Like we see, help out if not vote for the other bike. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight. And then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I love kids jumping on my lap.
1: I am so sick of Republicans playing by this soft, you know, soft-handed standard that the left never yeah. plays by. Yeah, they, they
4: they imagine that there are rules, and there
1: aren't. Yeah, there aren't. There aren't. It's guerrilla no warfare. Cons-
4: there is no consensus on norms. I keep hearing it's Trump who destroyed the norms. Ugh, no. Okay, if Trump destroyed the norms, it don't, I, I don't really care who did it. Now, I know he did. It was a left. But I don't really care about that. I'm going to use whatever the current norms are to uh, uh, viciously to achieve my objective. If the politics of personal destruction are going to be the rule, that's okay. I don't care what the rules are, because you see, here are the two. There just has to be one rule for everybody here are the three possible scenarios scenario one we live in a place governed by uh norms with mutual respect for mutual rights and protections uh for people against abuse two uh i dictate what happens three they dictate what happens i prefer option one i can live with option two Option three, I fight. Here, here's what I demand: I demand any Republican understand the nature of the enemy. That he be woke to the idea that leftists want us dead or enslaved.
1: Yeah, Michael, so they'll you be dead.
4: They'll accept you being enslaved. And if you get that, yeah, then you're then you're capable of reacting. But if you don't, if you start giving the benefit of the doubt, that's just losing slowly. That's the Nikki Haley problem. She wants to think that at some point she can reach over the aisle and be friends again. OK, no. they've chosen not to do that. And if you're too blind to see it, you are unfit for command.
1: Sorry about the audio. We were when we were recording the show at that time, everything was like very difficult with the sound. But and can you believe we have Joe Biden? You heard that mashup? These were some clips that I put together that kind of summarized the conversation that we had. It was awesome. He's very funny, Kurt. And he's really a great writer. Check out, check out his, uh, his. Articles on town hall. It's great. Um, no rhinos. OK, that's why I wanted to play that. No rhinos. Stiff your spine. Republicans. OK, that's it. I also had a guest on Re- Rebecca Friedrichs, and this was very disturbing, also in the news, also current, about the sexualization of kids and why the communists do it. Most of the wokety wokes that wear that Che Guevara shirt, they have no idea that he, he did not like any of the things that they stand for. They wear the shirt thinking they're cool. He was a racist. He was a homophobe. And he would have killed the blue hairs that support him, right? But the, most of them don't know. But what is it about the sex stuff? I, I never quite understood that.
3: Yeah, it's you. There's so much you said there to, to unpack, and what's amazing is that the teachers unions are the ones who are behind change. You know, telling people to wear those shirts yeah. and. And, and these people are I, I, You know I hate to say it I'm just going to say the truth They're foolish and they're uneducated And they are following a lie just blindly following a lie What is it about the communist agenda that insists On the sexualization of our kids Well this is one of the key Parts of their agenda Because of control So what they, first of all they're Atheists, right. they want to destroy they, they tell us right out Black Lives Matter tells us right out that they want to destroy The nuclear family, the western prescribed nuclear family structure in other words uh, a father and a mother with children the safest place for children to be right um so communists have always when you go back in history they have always separated the children from the parents they believe that the children belong to the state right not to god not to the parents and they always sexualize the children and undermine parental authority. So here's, I, I have seen this in action. Let's say you're four years old and you're in preschool. This is what these unions and their friends and Black Lives Matter do to these little kids. They'll go into these precious little minds and say, when you were born, your parents didn't know your gender. So they assigned you a gender. You'll figure out your gender from a a huge spectrum of genders someday, because there's all these different genders. Everyone's transgender. So they manipulate these children, confuse them. Then these children don't have an identity. They're not following their parents' uh, moral structure or belief system. Their desire is to destroy family. Uh, why? I mean, you're asking me why. I don't know, because I have a completely different worldview. All I can figure is it's evil. It's it's from the devil, yeah. in my opinion. And so they want to destroy families and children. Um, it's tragic. Anyone who is following Black Lives Matter in any of this blindly really needs to do their homework, because it's, it, it will bring great damage to your own family.
1: So... When they tell you who they are and what they want, you believe them, OK? BLM said they want to break up the nuclear family. And if you were unfortunate, you know, I have to look at some of this disgusting cultural stuff, but you don't have to. But if you would happen to be unfortunate enough to have seen the, you know, the WAP is one thing, but the Lil Nas X latest video is absolutely one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen seriously and not only are they doing hyper insane sex in your face as particularly homosexual sex but they're doing a lot of satanic stuff in your face too so that was really disgusting but um, they're coming for your kids you know believe them they're doing it anyways you're listening to Brooke Talks America I'm your host Brooke says and we will be right back after the break
5: Ron Edwards here Brooke, I can't believe it's already been one full year. Happy anniversary. And by all means, keep fighting the good fight of faith so that there will be many more anniversaries to come.
0: By Brooke Talks America, coming up.
5: now the leftists want to surveil you morning noon and night hello i'm ron edwards on today's page from the edwards notebook they want to watch you when you go to church they want to stare at you everywhere you go including the store they want to see everything you do Also, the ravenous extreme leftists want to watch you, unless, of course, you are a member of Antifa or Black Lives Matter burning city buildings to a crisp or a thug robbing and shooting unarmed urban residents. Just under the guise of domestic security, if you believe in and support the United States Constitution, you will be targeted by the leftist oriented government officials who think of you as a terrorist. Yet at the same time, they will ignore bigots who abuse patriots and Christians as well as straight men. Congressman Adam Smith of Washington State said that people opposed to big government and believe in taking back our country from the elites should not be allowed to serve in the military. There is a reason that those on the political left want to watch your every move and dictate who can or cannot serve in the military. It's called a demonizing dictatorship. Do you miss President Trump yet? Hmm? I'm... Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com.
3: Ron Edwards, the new voice of America.
5: Ron Edwards here. Brooke, I can't believe it's already been one full year. Happy anniversary, and by all means, keep fighting the good fight of faith, so that there will be many more anniversaries to come.
0: Bye now. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by Twitter at Talks America. Here's Brooke Says.
1: Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. Another excellent Ron Edwards notebook. And yes, I do miss President Trump. I wish he would come back. It's just... It's pathetically sad and depressing, actually. Um, This segment is brought, on a lighter note, this segment is brought to you by GDSM Productions, creative expressions through breathtaking design. Since its inception in 1993, GDSM Productions clients have included many publicly held corporations as well as small and mid-sized startups. GDSM Productions works directly with clients, enabling a... Direct line of communication that results in outstanding, cost-effective marketing materials that effectively hit their mark the first time. With over 25 years of experience, make sure you visit her Facebook page to get connected and get a quote on your upcoming project. GDSM Productions, get 20% off with the code BTA20 and Teller Brooks sent you. You know, it's been an amazing year, obviously, uh, with the pandemic and everything, but also with the with the shows that we've had. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. You know, um, as I've said before, I do pick all the music for this show. I have very eclectic tastes, and I like to have a little funky with the rock, you know, and everything in between. But um, I really love the different specials and making the music we, and having the people on. Like, we had the 9-11 Memorial Special. We had Colonel Jim, Captain Matt, and uh, Gold Star Father Chris Hager. We had the Trucker special. Special where all the music had to do with trucking because we owe them a tremendous amount of gratitude. The country would be in very bad shape if it weren't for our amazing truckers. So we had that poem from Tarzana Joe. We had Kathy Chamberlain from Rules for Deplorables. Our local Bishop Aubrey shines. We had Alicia Williams for Blexit for Florida. Captain uh, Chaplain Linda Pugsley, Vietnam veteran uh, nurse. We had the Rush Limbaugh tribute, the Trump special. Uh, We had Colonel Schaefer from Fox News. Uh, Joe Contra from Fox News, Antonio Sabato Jr., everyone in between. It's been amazing guests, lot of fun, lot of cool, um, you know, cool content, very interesting subjects. It's all about culture. That's what I talk about all the time. And the next guest that I had, D.C. Drano, big influencer on social media. We had a long talk about culture because, again, that's what it's all about. So here are some um, clips from the conversation that we had about his uh, journey from Holly Weird to conservative uh, activism. You're paid to entertain us, right? It's like, I don't want to be... left. The reason I go and I spend my money, which I don't actually sponsor, I don't pay for Hollywood anymore myself, but the reason we do that, whether it's sports, whether it's movies and everything, is to get away from all that other stuff. So don't put it in front of us all the time.
7: Exactly. And, you know, we're not dumb. We can see what's going on very clearly when they inject their, you know, radical leftist ideology into you know, what could have been a good movie or a TV show. But when everything has to be, you know, some kind of social justice bingo card character (laughs) with, you know, three or four of their favorite buzzword, uh, you know, traits, instead of just picking the best actor or the best story or, you know, something that most Americans – Want to watch And you look at The success of a show Like Roseanne Before they fired her Last man standing Last man standing So good there's a massive mm-hmm. market opportunity for Hollywood to just make normal mainstream American content, and they're, they're frankly they're missing out on tens of millions of dollars in revenue, and in fact they're losing money. On, on, on the flip side of it, so uh, it, it, it's it's something that I hope to influence from the outside. I, I couldn't couldn't live there anymore.
1: Right. Well, and it, the irony is that it's. Uh You know, they are they're not interested in actually doing that. They're they're willing to lose money so that they can propagandize and put their put their agenda in. You know, it's happened with that movie. It's happened with the movies where it's like a, an all-male movie, but they make to all-female. That bombs out. We don't agree with the man. You guys are selling out to the man. They are the man. Of course, you can't call it man now. You have to call it some kind of the 57 genders, but they are effectively the old scolds that are scolding the rest of us, like the school marms, and we're the new rebels. It's it's kind of ironic.
7: Yeah. They, it's, it's, it's completely flip-flopped. <laughs> yes. You know, I think back in the 80s, and 90s, you had the, you know, kind of evangelical yes. uh, culture enforcers. Hey, don't say bad words. Hey, don't do this. And, and then the left, you know, said, oh, we want free speech. We want more, you know, liberation. And it's just completely flip-flopped where their ideology, so, so they denounce Christianity. Uh, you know, they won't denounce Islam, of course. No. But they, they denounce organized religion and yet all they're doing is replacing it with their own form of religion, which is, you know, socialism. and and radical left ideology. And if you dare speak out of line against any of their core tenets, You're excommunicated almost instantly Just ask any of the millions of people Who have left the Democrat Party Because they dared to disagree with one of their You know, hey, maybe we shouldn't uh, Give eight-year-old You know, uh, uh, transformative Hormone treatment that We don't even know what the effects will be Ten, twenty years from now And oh, how dare you, how dare you You know, so uh, a lot of of people Are are waking up And, uh, you know, walking away And joining the good guys
1: The reality is that we have finally woken up the Republicans or, you know, conservatives, however you want to say we're in a guerrilla war for the country and our site is finally fixed with bayonets instead of butter knives. Right. And that's Mm. people like you, you know, others, social media influencers, people that are not afraid, like, you know, my one of my favorites is Candace Owens. I mean, she doesn't care. She just goes and says it. She gets all the heat and she loves it. I mean, Trump is the same way. It's like that is so that is so important because it's culture. And we finally mm-hmm. have woken up to the fact that it's culture, culture, culture. And that's what I talk about yeah. all the time on this show is like we have to be in the culture war.
7: Yes, ab- absolutely. We need as Rush Limbaugh says, we need happy warriors, people yes. who, who enjoy the fight, who aren't going to back down. And you're absolutely right. The the culture, uh, you know, of America has not only shifted, but especially the culture of the Republican Party. And I I forget, I I believe it was a a founding father, someone from a long time ago that said, you know, basically the the American people are are slow to react. But once they decide on something, they're unstoppable. Right. And that's what I think we're, we're seeing right now. And it wants to rip up the Constitution. It wants to censor free speech. It wants to empty the jails of the real criminals and put people trying to open their business into the jails and it wants to take control of 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 your kids it wants to destroy the nuclear family it wants riots looting oppression i mean who in their right mind could vote for this what What hope, what prosperity comes out of this? And I'm in L.A. right now visiting for the first time in three years since I left because I was out here filming some stuff with PragerU, and it's far worse than you would ever imagine. It smells like urine Mm -hmm. everywhere, and I'm right by the ocean.
1: I always say complacency is the enemy of liberty, and we have been complacent, especially on the right. We have let them. Candace talks about this all the time. We have let them overtake the culture. I'm your host, Brooke Says. You're listening to Brooke Talks America, and we will be right back
0: more brook talks america coming up
1: Welcome back to Brook Talks America. Yes, we're celebrating our one-year anniversary. Thank you for listening. Love you. So grateful that you're there. This segment is brought to you by 656 Electric Services, Tampa, Riverview, and the surrounding areas. No job too big, no job too small. It's $65 an hour, which is twenty five $20 off rate per hour for listeners of the show with the promo code BTA20. Call them at 863-969-7790. So, Colonel Jim, thank you for being on this journey of Brook Talks America with me and providing your excellence and... um expertise in national security affairs and the other political stuff
8: absolutely it was a a real pleasure and i'm grateful to be able to help you launch a really good program i mean i mean who else talks about culture and politics together and you are you are the forerunner of breitbart because you talk about it and talk about it so well
1: Yes, well, I'm the after-runner for Breitbart, but still, I get it. Um, So we're having, obviously, major, major problems in the world. And before we get into that, I wanted to play this audio of Bye Bye forgetting something kind of important about the Pentagon and who's leading it.
6: So I just want to thank you both, and I want to thank the, the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general, but my, my, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we just talked about.
1: Yeah, the guy who runs that outfit over there, Right. Doesn't that give you so much comfort as both a colonel and as an American citizen that that clown, and I played the mashup before, this guy is living at 1600. This guy is the commander in chief of the greatest military of the greatest country in the history of the world. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Jim?
8: (laughs) Well, I'm going to say this. I'll just relegate that guy over there too. That guy over there, Lloyd Austin, Uh, what a disgrace for a former retired four-star general to do what he is doing to the Pentagon and to the men and women who serve our U.S. armed forces and protect our nation. Not the other 57 Heinz ketchup genders that they're (laughs) trying to satisfy— It's two genders, and they both have their role and responsibility in serving our country. And the stuff that is going down now in the Pentagon, it's just disgusting, and I mean disgusting. We're not worried about fighting the next threat, whether it be Russia or China or the rise of terrorism again. We're dealing with all this transgender, all this... You know, cultural appropriation. You can't say this. You can't say that. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. With oh,
1: wait, wait, wait. Don't forget the hairstyles and the flight suits for the pregnant pilots dropping ordnance on our enemies. They're going to drop the baby on the enemy. It's
8: you crazy. know th- this f- for, for that guy over there <laughs> to stay as Secretary of Defense and put up with this and go along with it, it just, it's, it's just yeah, I don't know what to say. I've n- I've never seen. I mean, he's being told to do this, and because he wants to keep that job, yeah, I'm going to tear down our military. We're going to make we're going to make our make our military ineffective. We're going to make us the laughing stock with all the things that they're proposing, and they're wasting valuable training time yeah. by. You know, shutting down the military, putting, putting them into classroom environments to teach them all about this. It's just despicable.
1: Well, not only that, like you say about the shutting it down, they're on a 60-day stand down. So they're also targeting conservatives in the Air Force, uh, in the armed forces. Basically, conservatives means whites. So if you're white in the military, you're a target. Which is insane because I believe probably most of the the military is white. But if you're just white and you're not like a complete socialist psycho, you're going to be targeted by the by Austin and the other people. You know, there was a great special last night on Tucker. If you if you haven't had a chance to watch it, you really should check it out because it's frightening about what they're instituting in the military. But um, but I want to get into this situation in the Suez Canal. I mean, talk about that. This, all the stuff that's going on now that you say correctly that Biden is in, terror attacks, Iraq, uh, Iran is targeting missiles into Iraq. Talk about what's going on.
8: Remember a man named Donald Trump. Donald Trump straightened out the world, and I'll say he straightened yeah. out the world. He used big words and actions. If you conducted a terrorist attack, we took you out. If you— Uh, fired on U.S. forces in a foreign country, we took you out. If you didn't do what you were supposed to do, you got hit with a Moab. Donald Trump made things back to normal again, so to speak. He
1: scared our enemies. He
8: scared our enemies, and they respected him. Now we have... (laughs) <laughs> this bozo in the White House, and it's greater. It's greater than that. You know, we we can talk about that. It, it's more than just uh, Joe Biden who was in, installed in the White House because that's why he's there. Yeah. But the rest of the world, you know, we're seeing missile attacks again in Iran. We're seeing cargo ships being attacked in the in the in the uh, Persian Gulf, uh, terror attacks in Saudi Arabia, and then this week we watched a massive cargo ship container ship, go sideways in the Suez Canal. First time that's ever happened in the 150 years or so of the Suez Canal. Yeah, there's been incidents where mm. uh, ships were attacked, and but they got to move. The, the canal, if you, under, if you understand anything about how canals operate, they have pilots who get on board the ships when they enter, and they navigate the ships through. There's tugboats involved. This never happens. This, from my standpoint, this was intentional, and the reason is, it's going to have a ripple, mm-hmm. multi-billion, Trillion, and I maybe. mean hundreds of billion-dollar effect on the world economy. I'm I'm calling it the 2021 uh, uh, communist Wuhan virus situation. This is going to be the economic. This is going to have an economic impact, just like the China virus had on the world.
1: They're already talking about delays in major products, including—I really don't know. To this day, I don't understand the thing about the toilet paper. They're saying the toilet paper is going to be backed up again. I'm glad I just bought another 12-roll the other day, but start stocking up. It's insane. Um, I I have to say, honestly, uh, Colonel Jim, my first thought was very— suspicious as well as soon as i heard it i said "Mm, isn't it interesting all this stuff's happening and the suez canal means global trade because the great reset is upon us if you don't know about the great reset you need to learn about it the other thing that's massive 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 we've talked about it a little bit is the border because it's getting worse and uh sleepy is actually peace is actually getting questions about it um and he's you know what is what is biden saying about trump that's completely wrong which is everything but still
8: yeah, of course. You know, we've seen illegal immigration, child abuse, drug trafficking, human trafficking, the cartels, cartels working in every which way, terrorists infiltrating wristbands. the country. <laughs> and the Biden regime starts talking about, gee, maybe things were better under Trump. Yeah, they were better yeah. under Trump. Donald Trump shut the border down, regardless of how you look at it, put things in place, started building and rebuilding the wall, and he set policies that— force people, force them to decide in their minds, gee, there's no point going to the U.S. because you're not going to get yep. anything. Now The we, Remain
1: in Mexico policy was a major deterrent for this.
8: Absolutely, and there are so many other policies behind it mm-hmm. with the other countries that prevented uh, them from allowing uh, migrants and what have you, illegals coming into this country. And yes, I will always say the word illegal. If they you're are, not here legally, you're he- here yeah. illegally. The worst thing that I saw though, what 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 Biden said this week and and you should focus on it in in his speech was that he talked about how people were left to die in Starve and kids. starve yeah. kids in, in Mexico. And he says all the previous presidents did what they could to prevent that except Donald Trump. It's you know, that was absolutely uncalled for, deliberately uh Put in his speech, and, and it, it was disgusting because if there was anybody who did what was necessary to bre- to prevent that was Donald Trump. Total lie on the, on the part of Biden, and he should account for it.
1: He never will because they're liars and they don't care. But the other thing is that I tell people, if you are pro-open borders and you support this— for votes, you are cruel and inhumane. And every time you should call your liberal friends cruel and inhumane because the stuff that happens to children on this journey—women, children, girls, and boys—is absolutely disgusting. So you're not compassionate. You're cruel. They hate being called cruel, so call them that. Two things, uh, two sort of conjoined things is this: uh, Biden has done is uh, Pesach, He says that Biden is going to do gun control orders. We've had two mass shootings. The narrative has fallen majorly flat on them, of course, because it doesn't meet their, uh, you know, their narrative, right? But what are they going to do on the gun controls? That's very serious. You have about two minutes.
8: Well, the narrative here was one: it was white supremacist-driven. Two uh, massive shootings over the last several weeks, and they were just chomping at the bit yep. to try to make the claim that it was white men who did this. Turns out, as we saw. It wasn't. And the motives were totally uh, different. It wasn't uh, white supremacist activity, racist activity. But, you know, the other side of the coin on this is they're looking for an incident so they can justify the need for massive gun control uh, across the country. They don't want it state by state. They want it across the country. Uh, Pisaki Pisaki came out or Saki came out today and said or yesterday and said there was going to be uh, massive gun control and it was going to be done by a series of executive orders by Joe Biden. Uh, this just opens up. A massive can of worms, the way I see it, because the states are going to rise up against this. Uh, Biden can put that in play. The states are going to come back and block every which way it can. Um, they've tried this before. You know, they're going out and they're talking about the assault weapons. They're going out and talking about ammunition. They're going out and talking about every possible cosmetic way they can do this. So, uh, this is going to be the big issue in the coming week or so, and we need to. Uh, Focus on it, and we need to call our elected representatives and it 's going to put a major imp- have a major impact, particularly uh, on members of Congress, uh, despite what what Biden puts in place uh, and the state so call your governors and tell your governors as well that you 're not going to abide by this, and the states need to drop their own efforts to stop this
1: yeah, and by the way, the ninth circuit totally liberal, I think nine to zero, said that you don't have a right to uh, keep and bear arms to open carry. So it's a very interesting time. But keep in mind something and tell your liberal friends, okay, because they're not that smart. They're not that well informed and they think they're compassionate for the poor. Who can't defend themselves if they can't afford the ammo or they can't afford the gun? The people that need to be protected the most, Okay, poor people living in poor communities that are very dangerous need to be your nana, your grandpa, right? Your mom, your single mother has the right to carry. It's in the Second Amendment. She has the right to defend herself. You tell them if they increase the charge, it's going to be a tax on ammo. It's going to be make it more expensive for your grandfather, your grandmother, or the single mother to protect themselves, okay, especially in dangerous neighborhoods. These are the kind of arguments that the Republican Party, that conservatives need to have on the ready. QRF responses. That's what you need, okay, because we need to combat this on a heart level. Logic does not matter. Hypocrisy and shame, they have no shame. The only way we can do it is if we message correctly, and that's the way we do it. And if you are, you know— You better be calling all day long to your representatives because the one thing they care about is constituents who are mad. Votes, votes, votes. It's all about votes. And it's all about culture. So before we go out, I want to thank, I have lots of people to thank, you know. No, this is not an award ceremony, but I do have to thank a lot of people. So I want to thank Joe, Brian and Mike here at the studio and all the team at AM860, The Answer. Mary, Steve, Barb, Zuli, Colonel Jim. My co-host, Captain Matt and Ron Edwards, for having me on their shows and being guests on mine. My website designer who wants to remain anonymous, but he's helped me tremendously with the technical stuff and being so generous with his time. Uh, My sponsors and you, the listeners, of course. You know, it's amazing because I've had some really kind emails and private messages, and I really appreciate that. And also the great engagement on social media. It's a it's an amazing thing, right, to have someone who doesn't know you say they like what you're doing. It's really no wonder that Rush loved it so much. Uh, You know, and of course, I have to thank all the people in our military and their families, as well as all of our first responders and their families, including our canines who serve. Here's why they enable me to be a free American woman. And while we still can speak freely. God bless you all. Thank you so much for helping me do this, and I hope we have many more years to do so. Thanks. And that's what we talk about every time. You're listening to Brook Talks America. Thank you so much for joining us on our anniversary special. I hope we'll see you next year on another and many more. We'll see you next week.
0: Been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, Connect by email, info at America.com. by Twitter at Talks America, and listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860.
8: The answer.